This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hail cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Uh, recapping game week 34 at the midway point. Very strange so, week, Brandon. <laughs> if this is the movie version of the FPL season, Josh, I think it's it's the it's the point right when the zombie outbreak is happening and the movie flashes to the newscast, and the newscasters are like we don't know what's going on, but it's it's a it's a slaughter out there. It's a bloodbath. <laughs> yeah. Stay inside. That's that's pretty much how I feel right now. It is total anarchy, craziness. <laughs> I guess I don't know where that situates me. Then I I, I have a hundred and nine points. You're, you're basically you're you're like Brad Pitt's girlfriend in this situation. You're, you're probably going to survive, but you're not the hero. I was thinking it's more like it's the end of the world, and I'm like, wait, is this good for me? Like, am I <laughs> am I bloodthirsty enough? Like, is this like am I the right kind of person for end yeah. times? You know? <laughs> right. Will Will you be able to do what it takes to survive? <laughs> exactly. Well, clearly, so, clearly, you've shown you're you're tough enough to this point. You, you triple captain Aguero. You're you're yeah. one of the few, the proud. So we we, we talked uh, about yeah. So it's been a as everyone who's listening to this podcast knows, it's been a very unusual game week so far. Recording this after the uh, Man City uh, Newcastle match, a pretty pretty interesting match actually. Uh, mostly because Newcastle, it, this match was more about Newcastle looking good than Man City looking bad. I thought. I thought they really. Cheek uh, Teote had his best game in like five years. He was unbelievable. No, ye- no yellow card he, even. Yeah, which, I know. Which is <laughs> unreal. Yeah, yeah the, I mean, they really the, play well. This game was also evidence that Newcastle should have. I mean, I, I guess it's tricky because Benitez was at Real Madrid for quite a while. But if they had had somebody like him at the midway oh. point, there's no way that Newcastle is in this situation. I mean, the players who can't even make the starting lineup on that team. You know, I mean, you know, Mitrovic and uh, John Joe ultimate, Shelby. John Joe Shelby. I mean, you know, but all Premier Don't League Don't laugh at players. poor John Joe. <laughs> you have to a little bit. Yeah, it's just a strange. 
I mean, the, the makeup of that team is kind of strange, and you know, I don't know. It's I mean, you hear things about uh, you know the the uh, the French influence on that team, and uh, whether there's like two factions there, and I mean, who knows if all that's true or, or what? But um, yeah, it does seem like they're playing a lot better. And you know, Mitrovic is interesting to me. Uh, you know, a lot of people did bring him in for the double game week, and it hasn't been terrible. At least they did pick up an assist for him. I think in, in total, he's only had. Probably like what is it six points total over the over the two game weeks, um, or, or over the two matches I should say not the two game weeks. Yeah, uh, let me pull it up here. Five points total. So a bit of a, you know. Although at the same time I I brought in Marshall and I'm on one point. So you know who knows. Uh, a Marsh Martial. 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 I'm just I'm just saying Marshall like an American. <laughs> this is like this is like Roberto Martinez versus yeah. Roberto Martinez. Just it's Martinez. Yeah. The the. The Mitrovic thing, not to get too down this match, down down the, not not to talk too long about it, not not especially interesting match in the in the, in the long run, but um, especially in light of, and not not to go off the FPL page too much, but especially in light of the Jonas Gutierrez headlines earlier this week, I think we both agreed that we're ready for Newcastle to just be burnt to the ground. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's, that's sorry, sorry to all you Newcastle fans. No, the, I think the Newcastle fans feel the same way. I mean, I yeah. I, I don't I don't know that anybody could could hear about that that Jonas story and not and not feel like uh, Newcastle behaved uh, really really you know terribly. Right. Uh, but I was just going to say about Mitrovic. I mean, they, they must uh, it must be that whatever he brings to the table, he can only bring in about twenty five to thirty minute you know chunks because. Um, you know what? Like you know, even before Benitez came in, I mean, it was very hard for him to get a consistent ninety minutes in a match. Yeah. Uh, maybe he just—I don't know if it's uh, if he's not in shape enough or if he just plays. If he plays too hot, you know. Yeah, he, he, he seems like that. a very emotional player, one that probably thinks too much with his gut and less with his brain. And if you're going to try and play out a specific uh, type of tactic over ninety minutes, yeah, you, you need somebody that that does play less with their heart. I suppose. I, I know you have some gut problems as well. So, yeah, uh, major. <laughs> yeah, there's there is a giant hole in my stomach, and it causes me great pain. He plays like he has Crohn's, and, and you know <laughs> everything you need to know about that. That's no laughing matter. <laughs> no. Uh, so, Brandon, let's let's recap uh, both of our teams here. So, on the last podcast, for for faithful listeners, they will know that I was going back and forth between uh, between Sergio Aguero and uh, and 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 then ultimately playing it safe and going with uh, Alexis Sanchez. And in the end, I decided that you know. I understand why most people went uh, Alexis Sanchez, and it, it may still come off, you know, in the end. I mean, it's probably not going to come off to the degree that Aguero did, because in the end, I, I picked up uh, 26 points from Aguero tripled. So, you know, I picked up 78 points in the end, um, which has to be the all-time high for a double game week, right? I mean, you, there's no way that anybody... I know the triple captain he, he's wasn't... Still, he's, still, he's still technically one point shy of matching his uh, Newcastle Hall in game week eight. So even if you account for the uh, triple captain... No, no, that's not true. In, in game week eight, he had 25 points. In this, game, he, in this double game week, he had 26 points. Okay, I, I must have done my math wrong, surprisingly. So it's four, uh, four goals, so that's 16 points. Uh, two starts, that's four points. And then six uh, points. Yeah, it, it's it's it was the second two points for the for the sixty minutes. I wasn't taking into account. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, unbelievable week from Sergio Aguero. I, I, you know, so I did decide to triple captain him. Uh, you know, at the last moment, I, 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 I was so anxious leading up to this week. I mean, I, you know, I talked about it on Twitter a little bit, and I know a lot of people felt the same way. It's amazing, actually, for me, considering I've had this terrible season. Not, I'm not really even playing for anything, and yet I just, like, I was so so focused on making the right decisions. And it just got more and more complicated as the game week rolled on, you know, I mean, there's concerns about who was going to start for Liverpool. And then, you know, concerns about whether Barkley or Lukaku, two players I had on my team would even, would even make the 18, you know, for Everton's match this weekend. And just all of these difficult choices that had to get resolved. And it was like every news conference, there was like more bad news, like more decisions to reckon with. And so I went from thinking I wasn't going to make any transfers at all this week to uh, to taking a four-point hit, uh, mm-hmm. which actually worked out. It's too early to tell how it's worked out. It certainly hasn't worked out well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I picked up two points for my transfer so far, and I would have had uh, one point. So it's been it's been worth minus three so far. I dropped uh, Lukaku and um, and Barkley, and I brought in uh, Martial and uh, Payet. Now mm-hmm. Martial is home to Crystal Palace uh, tomorrow. Payet is home to Watford tomorrow. These these moves could both pan out in the end. Um, certainly, especially given that that you wanted Everton for the double game week more for their home match um, at Watford than you know, versus Watford than you did the. Uh, the um the midweek match did they did they played Watford this weekend right am I right about that they or? played Watford in game week thirty three this week they started home to Southampton which Southampton so, right so I I mean speaking as somebody who held on to Lukaku the whole the whole aim was just quantity of fixtures uh, with the double in game week thirty three and then neither of these uh, fixtures for Everton in game week 34 are at all appealing. Even though they're at home, they're at home to Southampton, who has a really terrific defense. And then they're away in the Merseyside Derby, and Everton just look like like total dog crap right now. Um, <laughs> I, think tough, you, I, yeah. I think you were really wise to drop, especially Barkley, but even Lukaku, even though you did, it did blow up in your face with that, um, with that Jamie Vardy red card. In spite of him scoring a goal, you end up with two. But no. but still, I, I'm less than enthusiastic sitting on Lukaku going into this Merseyside derby tomorrow. Yeah, I'm a little uh, – I, I don't know what to think. It's The whole thing is – so this this week was just a huge reminder of how – okay, so here's – the problem is that most double game weeks – don't come this quite this late in the season, uh, from my from what I recall. I mean, in, in in most game, you know, most seasons you have a double game week early on in the season, uh, typically because an English Premier League team has made the you know has won the Europa League or the Champions League or something, uh, or in that or they have to like go play in like one of these like World Club Cup competition. Like there's you know there's typically like. You know, you, maybe you get the, your fix like in the first couple weeks, and then you get one in week eight, and then there's like a uh, you know league cup final, and then there's or Chelsea's, Chelsea's like, playing in the club World Cup at the very start <laughs> of the season. Yeah, so there's like the double game week and game week twenty five. Uh, so you kind of scratch the itch a little bit, and so this this season uh, we didn't have any double game weeks until game week thirty four, and then we had a whole ton of them, and then managers for the first time ever in most of our cases, certainly in my case, because it's like impossible for me to go to more than three weeks without playing my wild card. Uh, managers had a wild card in the second half of the season they could use. And so we all waited until game, or not all of us, but the vast majority of us waited until game week 33, played the wild card. We all picked up the same fucking template players. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, more or less, more or less. Three, three Liverpool, three Everton, you know, and it hasn't, I mean, and it's been a mixed bag. It hasn't been all bad, but it's been, it's been pretty bad. And, uh, and, you know, and the, and the biggest mistake of all is that it, many of us, including me, uh, dropped all of our Tottenham players, you know, and, I mean, Deli Ali was what a huge mistake. You know, I dropped a five million player for for Lanzini, who's great. Five, five, five point five point nine, I think he is now. To be fair, yeah, but whatever I bought him at, right, five point yeah. one or something. Um, so I, you know, I drop him for Lanzini, which is a, he didn't even start uh, <laughs> away to Leicester. He looked great for those thirty seconds he was on the field, though. My yeah. word. I mean the Kane the Kane um, Vardy thing at least has been a wash so far uh, because I picked up. Uh, I picked up 15 from from Vardy. I, I picked up 15 from Kane. Uh, you know, obviously now I won't have Vardy for game 35, so it's it's not going to work out unless Harry Kane gets like a negative two or something this weekend. <laughs> uh, so I'm probably burning points on game week 35. I can't see how I can't burn at least four going into this game week, right? I'm sure you're in the same position. Uh, yeah, I am. I, as we discussed last week, I will not be able to field a full 11 unless I burn four points. So for me... Going into 35, it becomes a conundrum of uh, just my, my faith in burning transfer points actually reaping me a benefit. And, you know, I, I, I think I have to, particularly if you're looking at Spurs players, I got rid of all my Spurs players with my wild card. Um, immediately regretted it and brought brought in old faithful Eric Dyer uh, on a minus four transfer hit going into week thirty four, which he gave me a clean sheet. Fine, and you're fine, set up for thirty five. Yep, and I'm and I'm set up uh, as far as Spurs defense goes. But this was this was my concern and other managers' concerns going. You made into two. This. You made you made two transfers though, Brennan. I, I want to hear the other one because the other one uh, made me laugh when I saw it. Uh, uh, you think it's so funny. What was my <laughs> other transfer? Oh, Fosu Mensa. <laughs> well, okay, listen, I, I can, I can draw this out in some sort of, uh, some sort of logic problem, right? Uh, okay. So the wish of course is that Fosu Mensa magically becomes like the, the Reese Oxford of, of game week <laughs> one, right? Like, can you believe how cheap this guy is? Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's going to get a start in that United defense, uh-huh. the the like most notoriously rotated defense in all the land. Only Chris Smalling's days. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I get burned by Fosumensa not starting. He comes in as a sub, and I get the dreaded one point. But it does free up a certain amount of cash. So going into game week 35, I have 1.2 million in my bank to play around with. And it allows me to may probably bring in somebody like Harry Kane for Lukaku with, with no problem. And so I can justify the Fosu Mensa, say he, he is not a regular starter. I can just bench him. That's a 3.9 bencher. And that's, that's fine. Yeah. Although I don't think you need to be that concerned about value this this late in the season. I mean, I, I, I guess I guess if the idea had been that you could bring in Lukaku for Kane and not take a four point hit, then that's well, that's yeah, no, I I think I I I don't wa- I disagree with that because you do need to be concerned about value, particularly the situation we find ourselves in, because we are all in these the worst wild cards of our life look at all this rotation and we all lost our spurs players which we now desperately need back i need yeah. as much cash as possible 
Okay, so it's, it's the weirdest. It's the weirdest week. I mean, I'm at 109 points. Uh, my goalkeeper uh, Mignolet hasn't even hasn't even, hasn't even played a match. Hopefully, yeah. he'll play tomorrow. Uh, I have six combined points from uh, from my defenders. Uh, three from Gabriel. Uh, one from uh, Sacco, who didn't start, and then uh, but came in weirdly at like the 70th minute. Mark and then uh, two from uh, Bellerin. Oh God! Like doubling up on the Arsenal defense. What a complete blunder that was. I mean, we all should have known, right? I mean, what a what a what foolish. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, no, that's not foolish. Arsenal has one of the best defenses in the league. It was it was just a terrible goal to let in. It was very shameful, and and you do feel ashamed of yourself doubling. Did up you feel on. ashamed because you have Peter Check in your team, and it was his fault? Is that well? Did you yes, see, uh, you take it personally? I, I take personal responsibility for for okay. Every all you cheaters out there listening, it's my fault for bringing in Peter Check. <laughs> uh, if it weren't for me willing this to happen, was, David Ospina would still be in goal. It was um, amazing because uh, failing to collect corner <laughs> kicks. Uh, it was it was very scored on Andy Carroll as much as Andy Carroll wants. It was. <laughs> are you done? No, I'm not, I'm not done. This, okay, that that was a fluky goal. Like, how many times is a fluke? Well, fluke is not the exact right word to describe it. How many times does just a goal get scored? It happened to him. It it's happened to him twice this year. This happened in game week one against West Ham. He gets beat at the near side post. Like, I don't know how you can be playing at the near side post. Like, he was two feet from the post. Same thing happened in game week 31. Two feet from the post, the ball goes down, and he gets beat, like, like, like falling down to catch the ball. I mean, He's an he, old man. <laughs> he can't get down that fast. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, just kick your feet and don't it, die. It, it was, it was quite a bit of luck, I'll say that. I mean, I, I, quite a bit of luck combined with Czech just being really slow to get down. But listen, look at these fixtures of all of the squads going into Game Week 34. Who would you have banked on for the most defensive points? I well, I really wish that I had just brought back in Chris Smalling um, because, or, or or brought in De Gea for that matter. Um, it was really um, I, Smalling. I, I just personally dislike so much because I've had so much bad luck with him this year. Uh, De Gea, I, I should have brought in though. Um, uh, but the problem was, I, I really wanted to bring in Robles for the double game week, and yeah. if I you know, if I have De Gea and Robles, then I don't have a goalkeeper for game week thirty five. So <laughs> uh, you had to pick one or the other. Uh, Go, going yeah. back to that Belasi goal real quick, I, I would be uh, – I'm not blaming Czech. I'm actually blaming your player, Gabriel, on that because hey. he was he was tracking Adebayor down the, down the sideline. And I was just screaming at the TV like, Gabriel, take him out. Take the yellow. Of course, I wanted you to get a yellow card from Gabriel, but right. I knew – uh, this Arsenal team is just so lazy and in their own ass that the midfield isn't going to track back. And if Adebayor gets that forward, they're going to have a shot on goal. And anything could happen. So let's, I blame Gabriel for not taking him out. We're getting at, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but let, let's just briefly talk because you. So okay, so we talked about my team a fair amount. The other thing that worked out really well for me is I had Roberto Firmino, who is the, kind of the only midfielder that 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 anybody brought in who actually started on that Liverpool uh, <laughs> midfield. I got really lucky. I uh, picked up a very lucky goal, and then Sturridge actually should have scored in a back heel, and uh, Keep made a pretty good save, and then Firmino was there to basically, like, to Clint Dempsey it in. You know, Clint Dempsey was <laughs> sort of famous for scoring goals with, like, every part of his body but his foot. Yeah, you know, yeah, his, his, his great his pelvis goal against shit. Portugal in the World Cup. <laughs> 
so he like knees it, and then of course he celebrates by like flexing and running around. I don't know that I personally like Firmino that much, but uh, oh, I his goal, his, his uh, celebrations are the best. He had a series of celebrations where he'd half take his jersey off and then wag his finger like, no, 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 <laughs> that's a yellow card. Yeah, he's yeah. I like so I picked up eleven for Firmino, uh, and then I picked up nine from Sanchez. So to, so to get let's talk about your team a little bit. I mean, we've talked about it a little bit already, but you triple captained Alexis Sanchez. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm the I'm the other second match yet. No, we haven't. So I, I've done all the math on Alexis Sanchez. So he's on twenty seven right now. If you triple captain, and everybody in the triple captain boat, odds are that you probably went with Alexis as opposed to Aguero. Um, so all you Alexis triple caps out there, I feel your pain. So here we are sitting on 27. Aguero sitting on 78, right? Okay, so just imagine that uh, Alexis gets two goals and a clean sheet and all three BPS uh, against, against West Brom. That, that uh, nets him 48 points plus 27, and that's 75 so I feel like that is probably like as best as one could reasonably hope for. Like right. to just to just hope for a hat trick seems like you're shooting the moon too much. Right. Uh, it gets a, a rest from team that's reasonably good. I mean, uh, you know, they're they're not. I don't know. They only they conceded one goal to actually no they won didn't they no they they lost because uh, Berahino uh, missed <laughs> penalties. Oh yeah, we we can talk about Herrelio Gomez uh, if if you really want to. Like holy, it's, it's amazing holy crap. That, that that Aguero on a hat trick and three bonus points actually needed to score more points in the <laughs> Newcastle match just to be the highest scoring performer this week. Uh, yeah. because of the, uh, was it, was it 18 or 19? Whatever Gomez racked up. He got was, nine, was, he got 19. I, I was looking at that stat cause I didn't really follow that, uh, Watford West Brom game. And I was looking at his stats and I was like two penalty saves. Sometimes when you look at uh, a player's stats, they're weirdly multiplied. If you've captained them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was wondering if it was some weird math like that, just because it was a crazy double game. Like anyway, um, so I feel like the best one could hope for is two goals and a clean sheet from Sanchez, and that draws him three points short of uh, matching Aguero, which I would be, I, w- I would feel it would be splendid. But say Sanchez does get a hat trick, that's sixty three points if you include a clean sheet on a total route, and that would bring him up to ninety points. So the shoe will truly be on the other foot if uh, if Alexis Sanchez manages. Yeah, to although get a hat- I haven't been, I haven't been too cocky or gloating. I mean, I. I you know, I do. I do understand the rationale for Captain Sanchez, and you know, if I were doing better this season, I probably would have done it myself. Uh, but I mean, there is like a certain. I mean, it's kind of funny. You see people on Twitter, uh, like I mean, it was oh god, it was so fun. I mean, part partially because I've been on the, I've been on the the wrong side of Twitter meltdowns this year. Uh, a lot of Eden Hazard inspired meltdowns beginning half of the season. Um, Lol. Yeah, but I think. Uh, People were like, well, who would even consider a captain in Aguero? It's like the, this group thing takes over, and it's like, I mean, I'm no, I'm no economist, but like, you know, the, there are some like basic game theory ideas in play here, right? I mean, you know, if everyone is advocating for a certain player and you're trying to make up ground, it makes a lot of sense to to go for somebody else. I mean, especially in a game like this, where if if things fall your way, you can make up fifty or sixty points, you know. And the, I, I just felt like I was seeing not everybody, but certain people. Uh, in fact, I, th- I think I think most people were pretty complimentary of, of people who captain Aguero, uh, <laughs> I, but there was this, you know, there's certain people were like, well, 
come on, you had to captain Sanchez. You had to do it. It's like, well, I mean, well, Sanchez has not been the most consistent scorer this year. I mean, he missed like several, like what, like f- he could have had a hat trick over the weekend, certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think you're trying to be too logical about it. You know, those Twitter rants are based solely on the scales being tipped too far the other way. The fact that Aguero comes away from that away match with the hat trick, um, even before Alexis has played, of course right. people are going to be freaking out. They're going to be really angry. So, yeah. you know, <clears throat> of, of course there are there are mega trolls out there on Twitter, but a lot of people are probably just exercising all the FPL demons that have been manifesting themselves through this like yeah. pain uh, painful season. It's been a tough year. It has been tough. So I, I don't know. I I think I think the way I'm looking at my team right now, I'm I'm sitting at 75 points on a triple captain Sanchez. De Bruyne is is the big disappointment here. He's sitting on just eight points when De Bruyne has been on fire in every single game other than the games in which he has appeared in my fantasy team. So right. he's he scores in their two Champions League fixtures. Um and the match, the the league match, right before I bring him in, into my squad, and while he still looks good, he just wasn't involved. And then I think what also really screwed my team was, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four cameos uh, on the first day. So yeah. that's that's just four one pointers right off the bat, and yeah. you know we we were texting about this all Saturday morning. Of it was just the, these rotations are just gutting. <laughs> There was a certain I mean, James that, Milner it, got rotated. The fact that we were all like that, all of us were hit. So like, no one was no one was spared, right? I mean, I, I, I you know, a very few managers were spared. Uh, I'm looking yeah. now. I think the highest score is 177 points. So maybe like one manager wasn't spared. But I think in I think, <laughs> one manager yeah. who is not even paying attention to what's going on right now. Right. You, you yeah. have to imagine there's a triple captain there. There's there's no ghost ship scoring 177. No, 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 no. I don't think so. Uh, but you know, I think um, the fact that all of us like there was impossible to be immune to rotation this week. There was a, it was kind of fun, and I, I I know I say this as but even before Aguero played on Saturday, you know, I mean, I, I had nothing going for me before Aguero played on Saturday. I had no, I had like you know, I had a one pointer from Mar- oh yeah, that was the that was the the weird thing too is I guess I hadn't looked at the fixture list well enough, uh, but. I had nothing to watch on Saturday. I don't know about you. Like ten o'clock rolls around, and I'm like, I, "What am I going to watch?" I, I have no like. Martial didn't start. Like I got, I got nothing. Oh well, you I know, mean that was that was around. That was the ultimate tweet from At Hill Cheaters. Of course, uh, Josh and I talk a lot about on this podcast the the pure watch for us fantasy <laughs> managers. The pure watch is a game in, in which you have no no fantasy implications and you can just sit back and enjoy the football. And <laughs> when all of those lineups came out for the, uh, the middle round of fixtures Saturday, Josh, you tweeted out like suddenly the Saturday morning has become a 100% pure watch, which, <laughs> yeah. which is so true. It was so yeah. true. So, so frustrating. Uh, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't think, I mean, I, going into this game week, I had uh, 11 players, 10 of the 11 were playing twice. Uh, and you know, I just, who would have thought that I wouldn't have anything to watch early on in the day, nor did I even in the, in the first match, because I, you know, like most people, I didn't have anybody in the, uh, 
in the Norwich Sunderland match. So they actually enjoyed watching that match. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, that pure pure watch uh, through and through right there. The relegation scrap is one of the highlights of this tail end of the season. Absolutely. It's uh, not that that's what this podcast is about, but, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> pretty exciting. I mean, if Sunderland, if Sunderland just pick up a point in their double game week, they'll be, they'll be level with, with Norwich. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Newcastle is only uh, two back. So, yeah, it's 29-30 and 31 in those final spots uh, by Aston Villa. Yeah, Black Cats in the ascendancy right now. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really, with my squad, not looking forward to this Merseyside derby. Lukaku now on zero points. I, I'm, I fear for what Firmino on your squad is going to do to me against... It's against hard to this. know. It, it is hard to know. Maybe Firmino doesn't even make the bench. Yeah, maybe maybe Mignolet doesn't uh, play again. Brad, Brad Smith or whatever looked, looked pretty good in his match. So <laughs> Brad Jones, right, well, is that... Whatever that guy's oh, name. Uh, is. Stewart, something, something. Stewart, Steve Stewart, Ernie Stewart. There's, <laughs> <laughs> just they, they, they keep unfurling these players. I've died, man. Danny, on Danny Ward, Danny Ward. Uh, if our friend Steven Schaller is listening, he certainly knows that Liverpool lineup better than better than I do. I, I love that they conceded a goal right at the end too. Just a great like <laughs> fu. It was like 89th minute, game totally over, and then they were like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, that, let's just lose the clean sheet too." That was actually the game of bum tweets or tweet fails because I saw one tweet go out uh, halftime, Liverpool won, Bournemouth zero. When if, when of course Sturridge scored a goal right before halftime, and then yeah. I think somebody tweeted two nil final score uh toward the end of the game so i, I yeah. had no stake in the game whatsoever uh, i was yeah, paying attention strange one uh, uh, is okay this, so is this enough of us kvetching about about yeah. our game weeks so should we check in on how our listeners are doing yeah that sounds great yeah we're let's, let's try to get ourselves back on track here a little bit uh so we, we asked uh twitter for uh some questions comments uh kvetches etc and i thought i'd read just a few uh let's just call them twitter rants at the top here um, and uh, we can talk about them or just let them be, depending on uh, how we how we feel about each particular tweet. Uh, these are uh, most of these people are people uh, who have long time uh, long time posters. Uh, Dave from Burnley says he uh, spent a negative eight, uh, and all three players he brought in benched. Uh, that's pretty pretty brutal. Uh, Classic, absolutely. Yep. Uh, they were probably a mixture of United and Liverpool players. I'm guessing. Yeah, I know. A lot of us got on that Marshall train. Right if not all, all United players. Fosu Mensa for me, uh, LOL. Yeah, fair enough. Jesse Lingard, like, uh, I had this uh, bank bank problems, okay? And then Anthony Martial for me. All three cameos for what should have been a, a very bankable fixture against the first relegated team of the season. On a, on a minor note, I, I can't believe that uh, Lingard came in over Marshall uh, when they made that sub. Were you surprised about that? Why, why would why did, why did they bring like it was a one nothing game? They they actually could have drawn that match. It well, it was it was the same it was the same logic that went into Van Gaal putting uh, Ashley Young up at like, the striker position at halftime yeah. the previous match. I, uh, who knows what's going on in that man's mind? Yeah, agreed. Uh, all right, Alex Waterbaby says. Uh, how, and actually, so Alex says, how big of a points hit is too big a points hit to write this sinking ship? Uh, and it was actually a, led to a pretty enjoyable conversation between him and Cat uh, Mortensen on Twitter, going back and forth between the le- like the size of the ship. 
and like the level of the disaster it is. This is like worth, a, like, going back like in the, the movie re- Jaws, where they famously say we're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah, basically. Um, so um, yeah, I mean, are you okay? So you're thinking a four point hit for game week thirty five. Yeah, and a four point hit gets me a full eleven. Uh, Assuming people actually play. Yes, 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 exactly. I mean, that's that's minus four to get a full 11 that, A, I'm not entirely happy with, and, B, there's no guarantee that they all play. So, but but any more than that, you, you, it's a poker expression that you know full well, Josh, but you just can't go on tilt in, in this situation. You can't yeah. lose your mind. You can't just start trying to uh, rehash your whole team. As as we say time and time again, it doesn't happen in a vacuum, and you just can't give up on some of these guys after what has been an excruciating week for a number of different reasons. You know, it's interesting about game week thirty five too is that, despite the fact that a lot of teams aren't playing, a lot of people are going to have, uh, you know, like are going to struggle to field a full eleven. There are actually a number of very difficult captain dilemmas that'll take place in game week thirty five. Um, and there is no consensus captain as far as I'm concerned for Game Week 35. You have Arsenal away to Sunderland. Definitely be goals there. Uh, you have Leicester at home to Swansea. You could certainly think about Captain Amarez there, despite him being a little off the boil. Uh, Man City at Stoke. Uh, I would be very tempted to Captain Aguero, but I'm not sure if he's going to... It'd be a great time to rest <laughs> yeah. Aguero. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got uh, you know, Tottenham uh, hosting West Brom at home. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool is hosting Newcastle. Yep. So it's it's a weird mix, you know. You have a lot of um, a lot of players who are, who, you know, who who you could captain this game week. I I don't know who I'm going to captain at the, at the moment. It's it's I kind of somewhat ironically. I'm actually I don't know if it's ironic or just interesting. Um, <laughs> okay. It's like I, I tried to use the word ironic because before I say it, I think to myself, is this actually ironic? Like if you is have it to like think ra- about is it word, rain on your wedding day? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I yes, Alexis Sanchez to me is a player I'd really think about captaining in a way to. Uh, to Arsenal. That's interesting. Or, or away, to, away to Sunderland. I, oh, that would be an amazing game. Arsenal away to Arsenal. Like, <laughs> wow. Just How many like goals? Head, like, How many late goals? <laughs> it would be nil-nil until they both concede three goals on either side in the last two minutes. Uh, I don't know. That Sunderland-Arsenal game has a has Arsenal game written all over it, as in <laughs> Sunderland wins 2 Two nothing or something like that. You know what? We're all going to talk ourselves into various players, and <laughs> yeah. then well, and then we'll the have pers- reasons. Yeah, and then the person who captained Mares in game week ten and stopped playing twenty five weeks ago is going to reap the benefits when he goes for like a hat trick. Yeah. You know, Mares. Okay, I, just to just to state it here and for the record, because uh, I may end up actually captaining Mares at home to Swansea with with Jamie Vardy out. He's going to be shouldering the like the load a little bit more. Uh-huh. I think he is an underrated captain choice for this game week. I know he's off the boil, but I think yeah. a very under- Captain he is off the boil. I think some of the hesitation, too, is how are they going to line up? What's the formation going to be? I think the odds would be that Okazaki and Ajoa uh, is just a like-for-like yeah. swap. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. How does that change the dynamic with Mares then? Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I think um, I just are wonder you if, see... it, if, it, if it shakes him from... Whatever funk he's in, and he, you know, he feels like he has to step up in, in Vardy's absence. Yeah, I mean, that, it's interesting over the course of the season how the the pendulum has shifted between those two over who's the more valuable player on that. I mean, leaving Conte out of the equation, but just you know, of the sort of attacking players in that team, who's the, who's the more important one? You know, is it is it is it Mares? Is it Vardy? I mean, uh, you know, when Vardy scored, 
whatever it was, you know, 13 weeks in a row, it was him. And then he kind of stopped scoring for a while. And suddenly Mares, you know, goes away to Swansea. And I think he has, a, does he have a hat trick in that match or I don't, whatever he has, you know, it's like 17 points. So yeah, it's, it's just interesting, you know. Dare I say Ajoa, uh, since he's clearly on penalties, is worth a bit of a punt if you're looking for something new up front? I think it's too much of a punt because Leicester's fixtures to end the season are pretty poor. Right. Well, um, well, yeah. but but that said, Ajoa, he would be a he would be a one week punt because Vardy's only well at this point. I think we don't know exactly how long he's going to be out. Right. It could be could be more than one week, but a one week punt maybe. I mean, if you if you're really strapped for for funds and you need to feel the full eleven, I'm just I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, I like there. it. And and you could have Mares and Albrighton resorting to crosses into the box as Joa being the big boy that he is. Well, it's an interesting theory, Brandon. It's it's all wrong, but it's an interesting theory. <laughs> uh, okay, who are you thinking about captaining this game week? Just I, I assume you're. I, my guess would be that you're planning to bring Kane in and you're going to captain him at home to West Brom. Well, if you look at that, if you look at the Spurs team of all of these teams. Spurs are the most consistent, and Spurs have nothing else to play for other than the league. So, Kane versus Aguero. Kane is uh, bet- is more likely to start. Kane versus Sanchez. Kane is at home, and Arsenal's form is is just very unpredictable. So, yeah, I, I agree. didn't ask for your explanation. Man. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I want to talk you through it. I want to. I want to help our listeners out who, who, uh, who want the uh, the logic problem to be un- mm-hmm. unraveled. Yeah. But but I I think that 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 of course immediately points to Kane as as the as the most logical option. Whether he's the best option, whether he's the option that will pan out, no yeah. one knows. No one knows. We we shall soon find out. All right. Let's get back to the rants. Because uh, I'm enjoying these. Uh, all right, the next one is from uh, the Thin White Juke, who says, uh, "My horror story: 105 points so far with triple Campton Sanchez. Second game to come, smug as fuck." So, I slipped in a rave or a or what? 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 the opposite of a rant is? It was I a secret. A rave it, a personal rave. It was, a, it was a, a humble brag. Don't we what? not allow humble brags on the Twitter? And so I actually, I actually responded to him, and I wrote hashtag. My only response was hashtag no humble straight brag. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very elaborate hashtag. It was, um, but it's, it's a so. Good. So, what did the thin white juke actually do to get to 105? I assume. Okay, so he's triple captain Sanchez. He must have Aguero. So he's bench boosting, or wait, no, he's obviously not. He's clearly got three three Spurs players, right? I, I don't know. He didn't share his team with me, but that that sounds that sounds about right. Uh, this was before the Man City match, so he could be on. Who knows how many points now? He could be in outer space right he now. Probably, counting, he probably counting all of his all of his points. Yeah, he, you know, maybe he started Cheek Teote and picked up uh, two points from him. <laughs> you know, he could be one hundred and seven points right now. <laughs> all right, uh, Scott Gill says. Uh, and this, I'm not even sure what this is exactly. It's like a, it's a rant and a sad story. It's everything. It says, was on <laughs> tilt, took a 20 point hit, decided to triple captain De Gea, check my team after the games. I forgot to save my team. Schmeichel and goals, captain still on Belasi, Firmino, Nasri, and De Gea on the bench. Hopefully Belasi can rescue my blunder. 
I mean, what's the what's the blunder here? I feel like you were very he was very fortunate. Uh, who? What I want to know from now, Scott. Yeah. What I want to know from Scott is who his vice captain was. Right. I mean, if he was captain, in, or who was, who was uh, cap, captain ended up being. Yeah, uh, I don't know. The did, did the twenty point hit go through? I wonder. Or oh wait, wait. He says captain still on Belasi. Okay, since Belasi gets the goal and Belasi got three bonus, so it could be worse. Yeah, it could be, be worse. It, it could be worse. We need more information, Scott. You need, you need to like post a screenshot of your team or something. <laughs> let's let's revisit this question uh, on, on the on Facebook or Twitter. It's just maybe it's just a gripe, Josh. Just let yeah. Scott just get a little something off his chest, and I think everything's going to be fine. That's true. Once, yeah. once, once Sanchez, you know, uh, scores fifteen goals against West yeah. Brom. Uh, this game could be over in two days. Game week thirty-five will be starting after that. I look forward to having six players start in that match. Uh, it'll be that'll be very 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 intense. Stop, All right. stop, stop for one moment and mm-hmm. consider fifteen goals. Fifteen goals. Can you imagine? Fifteen uh, goals by Alexis Sanchez. Is it that what happen. happens? Oh, fifteen goals on Thursday in one in one game. Yeah. In one game, can you imagine? What is, what is the record for most game for most goals scored in a Premier League game? Do you think it's, it can't be more than uh, it's six, six? I think because it's Aguero six. was on to tie it against Newcastle, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and they they took him off really early in that match, didn't they? Did they uh, take him like off the sixty fifth minute or something? Yeah, God, he could have he could have <laughs> scored like seven in that match. <laughs> How many times have I pulled up that game week and just uh, gazed upon? Extraordinary. It was two years in a row. I mean, it, God, like coming into this next season, the game week eight, we're all going to be ready for the, the famous game week. I think it's always before an international break, too. I think that's usually how they stagger the, the early season. So, uh, all right, let's go on to, um, okay, the Hail Tudor Super League we can't really talk about because uh, they, they've updated the points, uh, the, the game week points, but they haven't updated the total score. So all we can do is see who's doing well so far in the top ten. Now, Gear Meld is is struggling a little bit right now. Yeah, uh, with the Isle of the pressure, Bilbo. pressure got to him. Poor guy. He's captained uh, Chris Smalling, so he's got a chance to make up some points still. Yeah, uh, you know, but he's uh, but it looks like uh, Late Kasab is going to be our our first place player when all the points are tallied. Uh, he's at a. Uh, 126 game week points at the at the at the time being, and he was he was already ahead of uh, of of Garamel going into this game week. So, oh, and we got confirmation from Garamel that he uh, that he did not <laughs> triple captain uh, based on uh, based on your um, your based uh, on my recommend my yeah, your, yeah, yeah he did my, not triple my, captain Lukaku in game week 33 <laughs> uh, based on your argument. It was his own my my own very team. whimsical uh, recommendation. Yeah, he wrote us yeah, a very that, nice theme. Yeah, thanks for taking that off my conscience, Gear. I really appreciate it. But William C, I see you, 134 points. It was like C, his sixth. His like sixth team name. Yeah, right? wasn't I he like, triple captain Hazard for a while? He's all he's all over the map. <laughs> well, it's like a, it's like a rally cap for some people. I think. I mean, Josh, you've changed your names a co- uh, changed your team name a couple That's times. True. This I, season. I was I was I was Room Pig Genesis for a while. <laughs> Uh, and then I Which was, is not how you started the season, I think. I, I was yeah. Magic Micah Richards. Yeah, right. <laughs> then and then you're like, oh, generous. crap, Bill is going yeah. down. And even even Klopp and a half, I'm not, I don't love. I mean, I, you know, I, I I was okay with it, but I got, I got sick of changing my name. Right, Klopp and right. a half is, is where I'm going to end the season. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm sort of jealous of people's ability to rotate their team name because I do like that as a way to sort of like change up your attitude. I've had the same dumpy bk broilers name for the last five years you've got to change it this year 
I have. It's, uh, it's going to be tough, though. It's, you know, people talk about me. People mm-hmm. talk about that team name. It, me, it, 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 it carries weight it in the brand, FBL. It has brand weight for you at this point. Yeah, I, I filled out all the copyright paperwork <laughs> already. Calvin, Calvin Chan's up there as well. Uh, Muhammad al uh Graham McDonald's having a good game week. Uh, he's at 99. Uh, down at the bottom, uh, Owen O'Keefe's on 113. And uh, Amanda Theason, like, like Tiffany Theason. Uh, Tiffany Amber Theason from Save yeah. Now, now her name is not Aunt Amber Theason, so it could just be, <laughs> you know, that could be like the second cousins or something. Uh, yeah, but Amanda, uh, Amanda Theason with 116 points has crept into tenth uh, place. Outstanding, Burke Burkwit Lambs. I like, I like it. I'm always excited when there's a new a new name in the top ten. Uh, yeah. So we'll we'll update. But once once you know all the matches are played through Thursday, we'll. We'll send out an update with uh, with new top ten on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, but for now, let's move on to game week. Uh, well, we've already been talking about it for like forty minutes, but let's 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 consider some key questions from game week thirty four. Some of which we can't quite answer quite yet. So, uh, first one is uh, triple captain versus bench book. B- book uh, <laughs> ten versus bench boost. Uh, uh, from 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 here on out, the chip is referred to as the bench book. Uh, did it? Yeah, bench book. Uh, did it work, or is it too early to tell? Uh, well, certainly for me, I can't. It's amazing my like my like the fact that I refuse to be happy that I'm on 78 points from Aguero, and I'm like solid week, like good. Oh yeah, yes. Week. Yesterday you were chatting me like I'm gonna be sick after that Spurs game. I'm just disgusted. Some people. This is why I live in New York, Brandon, because I enjoy being unhappy. It's it's like it's a feeling that I, I don't think I could live in like Los Angeles as as as, much, as tempting as it can. It's as much as I hear these siren songs sometimes. You know, I just think that I like I like the misery. You know, I don't know what it's, know what it's doing. Yeah, to me. yeah, but in Los Angeles, it would be great because you wouldn't have to see so many people. Yeah, well, that that is true. <laughs> I, but I'd be next to them in my car as I went to work. Yeah, it's true. I, I, that's true. Being in your car would give you another reason to be unhappy. <laughs> So uh, triple captain versus bench boost. I I can't speak too much for the bench boost. I my my feeling, uh, and I I wonder if you'll agree with me here, is that it it probably well okay. So on one level, it probably did work because if you held your Spurs players, they uh, they really came through for you in the bench boost. Uh, you know, I mean, players. If you had held the Spurs players, maybe you didn't start. Maybe you wouldn't have started them if you weren't bench boosting because you you wanted those double game week players. But if you're bench but boosting, you're bench boosting anyway. So. But I just mean like, let's say you decided not to bench boost and play the triple captain. Yeah. You might not have. Um, yes, you might not you, have played, you played been, first players. You would have benched Deli yeah. Ali probably. Exactly. You probably still would have would have would have started Kane, but maybe you because I started Vardy. But you know, uh, yeah, I think I think Ali I would have benched. Um, so you know, you so see, you picked up uh, was it what sixteen points from him? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, or fifteen points I think. Uh, so. Yeah, I th- yeah, it kind of depends on what your bench boost looks like. I, there are also probably people who bench boosted who had a complete disaster of a game week, right? If you bench boosted with only double game week players, like like the right. fantasy football scouts of the world were recommending, right? This has got to be an unmitigated disaster because you're <laughs> totally fucked going into game week thirty five, yeah, and and you missed out on all those Spurs points. Yeah, uh, if it, makes, held on, it makes me feel a little better about waiting until game week thirty-seven to bench boost, because there was that moment where we were like, well, God, you know, I could have used my wild card. It's going to be harder to get like ten or eleven game double game week players for game week thirty-seven 
for that bench boost because um, there are only so many tra- – unless you're burning like 20 points, you know? Mm-hmm. I just now see that you're drinking beer while we record this podcast. Unless there, it's like that, it's orange juice. No, it, it is the only way in which I can get through Game Week 34. <laughs> We're basically drinking through through Thursday afternoon. What are you drinking? This. What's your What's your beer today? I'm drinking a six point Bengali Tiger IPA, uh, brewed here in the beautiful borough of Brooklyn, New York City. That's you know. By the way, I have like. Like fifty beers left. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. To to dull to dull a bit of the pain, we painted Josh's apartment uh, over the weekend. Which, yeah, my, which, my wife. We're, was... <laughs> we, we were basically uh, doing the Gabby Agbonglahor, uh, who was apparently uh, busted with a bunch of laughing gas in a hotel room after <laughs> their game against Manchester United, and he's now being suspended from play. <laughs> so we we were we were. Uh, Consuming paint fumes, just like yeah, we, we got we got pretty. We talked about the 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 world of the purge for like a good hour afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hold that I I want a whole TV show that just that just plays out different purge scenarios. Not just even a TV show, but a whole a whole cable network devoted <laughs> to the purge universe and the extended purge universe. I would I would watch forty minutes of that a day, just random purge stories, <laughs> uh, different purge scenarios. Then you would have the offshoot TV channel, which is basically court TV which American listeners will know as a cable channel channel that's all just like courtroom footage. And it would be just courtroom uh, cases drawn out of the purge. People being like, oh, it wasn't quite like it wasn't quite sundown yet when you burned my house down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, it was after 6 a.m. when you murdered my wife or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Of- so I'm owed restitution. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the purge, it's, it's, it's happening, people. Lock your doors. <laughs> We were talking about how okay, I, I could go on. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, let's be talking about the purge and I can just talk for hours and hours. It's ridiculous. <laughs> save right. it save it for our daily purge cast. Right. So the triple captain uh, worked out well for me. It's probably gonna work out well for you. I mean at this point you're already you know, you're already on a goal and, and two bonus points from from Sanchez. And if you if you can remove, you know, if you can just force yourself to take Aguero out of the equation. It's it's obviously going pretty well so far. The I mean, like if you were if I if I told you you know like that you know if Aguero was not in the picture and I just said you know through the first of two game weeks you're on nine points tripled from Sanchez you'd be like well that's that's very solid I'll take that I would I wouldn't go so far as to call it very solid but I would say good fine. Yeah, I'll take it's it. Pretty good. Okay. All right. Yeah, good. yeah. I, I I guess we're just we're zeroing in on Alexis Sanchez too much. I'm just looking at my entire squad, and the only players that have really done anything have been Aguero and Sanchez. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, other than Firmino, I'm, I'm pretty much in the same. But although you, you got that six from, uh, from I got Dyer. It, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, the clean sheet from Dyer and De Bruyne. I guess eight points on a eight points looks good in. A game week context, but a double game week with a guy that's plus ten million pounds, it's and uh, it's it's a lot of moolah for eight points. Yeah, and uh, you know, Mares and um, and Ozil haven't really come through either. I mean, I, I know a lot of people who bench boosted had had Ozil uh, or yeah, had a lot Ozil, of captaincies. Yeah, Ozil, yeah, Mares. There for, yeah. yeah. I suggested in the podcast last week that I thought Ozil was an interesting option for. Or a triple captain just because he's so consistent. He, honestly, he played Alexis on for a couple of goals that he really should have scored in the match, and he did. Probably, probably a little unlucky to end up with only two points. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But I, I, I think based on those two clear cut triple captain options in Aguero and Sanchez, 
I, I feel like the the game week will favor the triple captainers captainers over the bench boost. This I I think you, I think that you're right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> way, so, way to he, way to hedge your pets. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I think I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. Uh, all right. Now, second question: uh, Liverpool. Uh, should we have planned better for their rotation? Should we have? Should we've seen this coming? You know, hindsight is twenty twenty, but. Uh, do we all, I mean, okay, the, well, the answer, there's an easy answer to this, which is that, yes, we, we should have seen this coming or we should have been talking about it more. I mean, there's, uh, you know, uh, Nick Cummings, uh, I don't think patted himself on the back too much exactly, but you know, he was definitely like, this is a headache that I, that I foresaw. And he was one of the few people who I feel like really, really did sort of make a case that you don't want any of these Liverpool or you don't want too many Liverpool players to the double game weeks because, um, you know, with if they had lost to um, to Dortmund in the Europa League, I think some of this might have been a little easier. And I think I don't know about you. I certainly was expecting them to lose to Dortmund. I mean, Dortmund's a better team, and uh, and uh, it took a miracle for them to make it to the semifinals. I mean, considering what the they Liverpool did the exact opposite of what Spurs did against Dortmund. Spurs said, "You know what? We're favoring the league." We are not confident that we can win in the league with a weakened squad. So we, they, even though they have a pretty deep team at Spurs, and and you would have expected them to fare a little better against Dortmund, they just got sort of through those games. Klopp, genius that he is. Well, they didn't throw him because they they won. They won both of them. Wait, what? Yes, yes. Liverpool didn't throw them exactly, but then oh, they didn't throw them. I, I, I say, yeah, that's I, what I'm saying. Yeah. Liverpool didn't throw them, but what Klopp does is he fields a weakened team in the league, and they win those right. league games exactly. Right. So somehow Klopp's got it figured out. Where Pochettino just maybe threw a little bit of lack of faith. Uh, well, in. I don't know about that because you know Tottenham actually had a had a had a league to play for, and Liverpool. Have nothing to play for, right? I mean, but yeah, that's fact, a fair point. Yeah, and and in fact, if they win the Europa League, they're actually in the Champions League next year, probably taking Arsenal's fourth fourth place spot, which is hilarious. Yeah, so delightful. I would I would laugh so hard. This question, happened. though, of should we have seen the rotation on Liverpool? It's kind of insane to have predicted that like Simone Mignolet wouldn't play that the core center back pairing of Lovren and Sacco would have been rotated the way they have been. Yeah. I feel better about Sacco now that, that Cola Torre is not playing. I mean, I, I suppose, uh, Sacco, I, I think Sacco is going to play against, against Everton, but that wasn't the match you wanted for the double game week. I mean, Everton could score a goal certainly in that, in that match. So yeah, yeah the whole uh, thing is I, kind of a bummer. Yeah. The, the whole Derby just is, is wildly unpredictable. Uh, our friend Dave Wagner Lodal uh, writes: Worth taking out Coutinho or Firmino now for hits uh, because of rotation headaches, or are they hashtag tutties? Which he then writes are totally unnecessary transfers, which is well, really. I, I told him that we're stealing that. Yeah, t- we're stealing it with with David. Yeah, we're crediting him on this very podcast, but we will be stealing it and using it forever. So, you know, I'll, I'll you know, well, he, he, like, hopefully he'll grant us a fair use license. Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone who yeah, listened we'll last week knows that uh, the, the original Tutty stands for totally unnecessary drink. So uh, here, yeah, David uses it to perfection. I don't know. Uh, getting get, uh, uh, Coutinho or Firmino out for hits. 
who do you, the question, I guess, is who do you replace them with? Well, you, given that we're going to this game in 35, I don't think, you, I think you're, I don't, I don't think there's anything you can do. I mean, unless, unless you. Spurs, like if you need a yeah. Deli Ali or a Christian Eriksen, yeah. I think if, that that if, is definitely worth considering. If you're running 12 or 13 strong going into game week 35 and you, and you can bring those players out. I mean, for me, I have players who are definitely not going to play who I need to bring out for this game week. You know, I mean, I've, I've got to take out Vardy. Um, and I probably got to make one more move, too. The Vardy thing just really screws me because I actually had a plan in place. I'm trying to plan for Game Week 37, and now I have to take out one of my double Game Week 37 <laughs> players, which I wasn't planning to do. And so I have to decide whether I want to make two forward transfers. I might I might drop Martial and Vardy. Uh, I might drop Vardy and... And even Pyatt, you know, it's it's really it's a it's a tricky it's a tricky Josh, one. You you are playing the Game of Thrones now, my friend. I am. I am fully engaged. I think it's because I, I like I'm sniffing a chance to tie you in the head to head. Now, if we, now if we tie, is it overall points or is it just or do we just both take our money back? We haven't really uh, talked about this. Uh, it's a. I don't know. We have, we have to we have to talk about it. Yeah, you were you're about to say. Oh, I love this. I love that we're having this conversation now. I love it. Jesus Christ. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tottenham. Uh, we, were, we talked about this a lot already, so I don't, I don't Oh, by the way, it. there's no way you're winning it. There's no way. I will grant you it's very unlikely. <laughs> it's very unlikely. Uh, Tottenham, uh, the key question here is, uh, was dropping my Spurs players kind of stupid or really stupid? Uh, the answer here is really stupid. Uh, Graham McDonald on Twitter says, Well, Sir Harry of Kane, forgive me for giving the boot and rejoin Gamchester United. I'm prepared to beg. Yeah, beg, uh, beg, Graham. Yeah. Beg with everything you have. Get in there. Harry seems, he seems like a pretty good bloke, Harry Kane. You know, good guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Not the I smartest not guy, argue. perhaps, but, you know, seems like a good, a good person. And a, and a great footballer. Great what man. more do you want? Good person, great footballer, pretty Nothing. good looking. Yeah, I mean, the Tottenham is the ultimate refutation of, uh, you know, their their play flies in the face of um, of this kind of all in double. This double gaming thing is so silly. I mean, you know, I, I got caught up in it too, and you know, not to not to to keep you know running over the same tracks, but you know, just it's just it's just two game weeks. I mean, you know, ultimately one good player equals two game weeks. You know, it's yep. like. Yep. You know, it's like it's like one knee equals two feet in the NFL. You know, it's <laughs> well, like one one Deli Alley is definitely the equal of a Lanzini and a Lingard. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's so obvious when you when you say it like <laughs> we, that. Yeah, when you think about it, I, I you know we all fell into the trap, and and now it's so it's so silly. Uh, uh, if, uh, if only Admiral Akbar were there to uh, to save us. <laughs> it's a trap. Uh, all right, Arsenal. Uh, Okay, so this one, uh, this is just a question I have for you, um, and I, I think I already know the answer because you talked about it a little bit earlier, but it said, how are you feeling about the triple captain going into Thursday's match? It's an awful feeling, uh, and I think we've talked about it before on the pod, that feeling of praying for a penalty save from a goalkeeper, praying for a goal from a defender just to save your week. You're asking for the smallest margin. You're asking for the thing that's that's least likely to happen. So I'm not feeling good about it. While Sanchez, you know, the reason why we triple captain him is because he is that explosive player. And absolutely, he could come out and, and put a hat trick past uh, Forrester. Sure. 
but the uh, the odds the odds are we'll see like a, a very um, weird Arsenal team that has fits and starts, and Sanchez, if if we're lucky, gets a goal. That's that's how uh, that's that's my feeling at the moment. So I'm not feeling that great, but you don't want to you don't want to discount it entirely. You don't want to be too negative. I like that you called Ben Foster Forrester, by the way. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> he's the man now, dog. <laughs> ben, you're the man now, dog. Uh, well, okay, it's it's the it's 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 so always so confusing to me. So you got Fraser Forrester and Ben Foster, and then when I when I haven't thought about Ben Foster in a long while, which mm-hmm. frankly is often, and then I come back and I have to say Ben Foster's name. Right. But I feel I still feel like you're adding a syllable in Fraser Forster's name though. It's just Forster. F O R S T E R. Yeah, I know how you spell his name. For- <laughs> you see you pronounce it Forester? Well, like that's like, what- like a like a like a forest, a man who walks through a forest? I think no. So yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Is I basically merged the two names. You've got Ben Foster, Uh, Fraser Forster, and I'm like, well, Ben. It's not Ben Forster. It's maybe it's Ben Forrester. It's Ben Foster. Whatever. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, you are. You're a little touchy tonight. I, I, you know, I can see, I can see you're anxious about. I actually, if I were in your position, I think I would feel okay because I, I think there's a pretty good chance that Sanchez puts up a, a crooked number, as they say in baseball, in uh, in Thursday's match. I'm, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to that match at all. I'm actually hoping that. Oh, Predictions from the catbird seat. I love this. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, all right. So uh, let's move on to. Uh, oh, this is uh, just Tucker on Twitter said. Uh, Having triple captain Sanchez, I actually don't know if this is even a question for the podcast or just a comedy maybe while the match is going on. Uh, having triple captain Sanchez, I'm watching through my fingers as the rivals who have already used triple captain pick up captain points from Aguero. Now, this, uh, you know, it, it's 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 true, and I know a lot of people felt that way on Twitter. I wonder, and this is pure speculation because I have absolutely no idea, and there's, I mean, we had no hint that the chips were coming this year, uh, whether they're going to change the the chip system next year. I mean, it's so... It feels like the, it could be tweaked a little bit. You know, it feels like you could, you have to be forced to use, you know, one chip every twelve weeks or half the, one in the first half, one in the second half, something. It feels like there's a little too much. It's 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 actually uh, affected some of the some of the creativity <laughs> in the game. I think you know. Yeah, uh, we've, it, all, we've all sort of coalesced in this. Like, okay, we got to do it. We got to do it this way. You know, we got a wild card this week. We got to, you know, use the triple captain this week. Mm-hmm. So. But what small percentage are we? If you think about the like three point yeah. seven million people playing the game, yeah. and you know here in the states we're in the middle of doing uh, primary elections for our president, and you can start thinking like, well, how could anyone support this particular candidate? It it seems crazy, and then you have to stop and think, well, a vast majority of people out there are, you know, idiots. So, right. <laughs> so to tweak the chip system based on the anguish that we're now experiencing this late in the game, with the chips that were brought in to to keep ghost ships more in, engaged early, in the early stages. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm I am curious, like you, to know what sort of research is going into it from the Premier League side of things to see how the chips benefited those like three point seven million placers at large. Uh, as opposed to just us people listening to always cheating, I don't. I, I don't love them, despite the despite how well this one has worked out for me. I I don't like. 
I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm, I'm already inclined to be like to overthink FPL and to get too stressed out about it. But to me, it's it's it, it makes things a little too fluky. You know, it's I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, if Aguero had gone off and scored like three or four goals in this match, I mean, you know, this, this kind of like t- coin flip decision, you know, would would, would be a hundred points. I mean, you know, making up a hundred points in somebody should be something that requires you to go seven, eight, nine weeks. You know, like. It should Absolutely. be it should it's, be hard to make yeah. up. It shouldn't be something you can just like literally play a chip and and make it up and you know like you're like you're at a casino or something. Yeah, I agree. It's it is the sort of thing that could really turn people off of the game as opposed to keep people engaged. I like how tough it is. I like that you get one transfer a week. You know, yeah. you, play, you play you play two transfers and. And uh, and you're burning four points. It just you know it's it's I, to me it's actually that's actually really good for casual players. You know I mean it, yeah this it, is like the this is like the Mountain Dew Tour extreme sports version of FPL. Like this isn't your grandfather's form of FPL. <laughs> Triple captain. Wow wow wow. Yeah. Bench boost. <laughs> you better boost the bench. Yeah. How about bench all, all out attack? Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, let's move Anytime on. Anytime, wild card. All right, this is our final question for the game week. Uh, Aguero, KDB, we've talked about them quite a bit already. Uh, are you worried about them being rotated for the weekend? Uh, and if so, does that um, does that affect any of your decision-making? Um, for me, you know, the one thing it does affect is probably my desire to captain Aguero this game week. I mean, I'll definitely be watching that Pellegrini press conference closely um or not i will yeah. be watching i'll be reading the ben dinnery twitter recap afterwards yeah i i agree but i feel like aguero is the king of not being rotated when uh faced with these sorts of game weeks and it is also the result of man city never having a reliable second striker the wilford bonies and ed and Jekos of their day mm-hmm. so jacko was pretty good yeah, yeah, Jekko. I mean, they did they have, got rid of him at the right time, but he was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I, I, he, he was good, if not just a little inconsistent. Mm-hmm. But KDB, that is the more interesting one to me. Like I'd have more faith that Aguero starts over KDB, but no, for me, no reason to dump either of these players for thirty-five. It's just like the Liverpool players. It's just, uh, you know, for I think for most managers, it's going to be hard enough to field a full 11. You can't drop players who theoretically will be starting. It it does affect my decision to whether or not to captain uh, Aguero. It makes me very disinclined to captain him, but I'm certainly not planning to, to drop him. Yeah, worst case scenario, he comes in at the 75th minute in a game that's already done and dusted, and he just sort of wanders around. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, let's get to uh, we, have, we have two final uh, Twitter questions here, Brandon. Uh, first one is I really love this question, uh, and I, I love this commenter too. Platonic love uh, from afar. It's a Facebook love. Uh, right, chill writes, down there, Romeo. You <laughs> uh, write some of the some of the, some of the best Facebook posts. Some of the great uh, photoshops, bad photo. I actually no, I do bad photoshops. He actually does pretty good photoshops. Uh, Mitchell Maynard, who says, uh, which Villa players have become must-haves now that the weight is off their shoulders? Uh, which <laughs> is a Charlie well, and Les Godline. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't. I doubt he's taking. Uh, I'm sure he's kidding, but uh, he's taking the piss. This Mitchell Maynard. He's taking the. I'm not even going to respond because he was just joking. I'm going to respond. Oh, do it. 
Bradley Goose, Bradley Guzon, this is your last chance. This right. is if you have spent your entire life playing fantasy Premier League and you never fielded Brad Guzon, this is the last chance you'll have. Use it or lose it. It's like it's like it's like your wild card. Use it or lose it. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Actually, okay. This brings me to okay. Okay. Let's read the last question. Then I have I have one more. Uh, I have actually I have a different way I want to wrap up this podcast. So, uh, final question is from Mark Johnson. He says, uh, "Question: You two are bearded men. What do you think of Andros Townsend's stylish or pubic?" <laughs> <laughs> I love that. The, just describing it as pubic. Uh, <laughs> I was, I had to, I totally appreciate Mark asking this question because I was thinking about beards on footballers earlier this weekend while watching the earlier Manchester City match. Uh, Nicholas Otamende, he, I was trying to figure out what was going on with his beard because now he's like, first of all, his beard is like uber sculpted. Mm-hmm. Second of all, it's like I think he's gotten rid of his mustache, so he's like an Amish guy. And I was looking at him, and I was thinking, like, this is like the Amish Terminator. He's like <laughs> an Amish person from the future, coming to destroy us. Right? He's, I think he's like one of those. He's like one of those breaking Amish guys. You ever seen Breaking <laughs> yeah, Amish? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, that said, I, I actually had to go to Google Image and look up what Andros Townsend's beard is looking like these days because I haven't been. Uh, I've been like watching these Newcastle matches from my phone as of late. And the problem with Townsend's beard is it doesn't come up high enough on his cheek. Now, if you just go go search out, out Crystal Palace players, Crystal Palace, there is something in the water there in their stadium because Joe Ledley and Mila Jednak have the two best beards going in the Premier League. And Ledley, he's just like just on the cusp. Like his beard is almost too big, almost too hipstery, but somehow he he reins it in just enough, and it's fantastic. I agree. It, it does work on, on Ledley. Uh, I described uh, Townsend's beard on, on our Facebook page as being a little bit like a Brillo pad. You know, that's, that's sort of what I was like. It's got this kind of... It's like, like you know, like I don't even use like an old like. Once you use a Brillo pad once or twice, it starts to pick up these weird fuzzy like spots on it. You know, it's sort of popping up here and there. And they're not all they're not all together. You know, it's sort of as patchy. You know, as the, as the little as the weird little wire strands in the pad start to sort of break off and, and break up and, and out. Yeah, I mean, Towns' greater problem is he's just like a deeply deeply unlikable player. <laughs> uh, I, I think we need to get beyond, beyond that before we can actually grapple with his pubic-like beard. <laughs> he did a moment where he tried to like take on the whole team. Uh, I don't know if you saw this near the end of the uh, Newcastle-Man City match, but he, he tried to dribble through like 11 Man City players. I'm, I'm astounded that Townsend would do something selfish. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the final final thing, Brandon, uh, I, I thought about this because you uh, you brought up Brad Guzan a moment ago, and he's clearly our starter. If we had to pick, let's say we went into game week 38 and uh, season's over, can't win anything, don't care about how, what anybody thinks about your overall rank next season, whatever, and uh-huh. you, could just, you could just make all the transfers you wanted and you brought in your all, this is your starting 11, just players you like, just pe- like people who you'd want to have in your team, Okay. So I think okay. we got Guzan and Goal. Let's let's do it together. Let's combine. <laughs> okay, combine yeah, we can we can agree on yeah. Guzan, American yeah. power. Uh, can Mom, we get Mom, jo- 
Can Mubakani's Jeff- got to be in there. Uh, absolutely. Free Mobakani. Uh, that guy should have kept Norwich up. I'm not saying Norwich is going down, but Mobakani, the power was in his hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a- absolutely. Um, what about... Uh, should we start strikers, work our way down? Okay, yeah. I'm getting yeah. caught up in defense, which is a little duller than, <laughs> than up top. <laughs> okay, so are we going to go three strikers up top? Yeah, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go a three, uh, with a 3-4-3 three, three, uh, lineup. All right, so on how it works out. Okay, I, I mean, Tim Gomes, is it too weird to bring Tim Gomes back for the final game just as a last hurrah, sort of a thank you for the first four weeks of the season, you and your big think, butt? I don't think so. I think uh, Troy Deeney's got to be in there, though, too. Yeah, you're right. Troy Deeney is a guy that, I mean, you had him on your team for a while, and I never did, and he's certainly one of the more... Uh, speaking of likable, he's one of the more likable guys in in the Premier League this season. Yeah, uh, and you know, uh, so uh, Mopakani, Dini. I mean, Jamie Vardy certainly has a case. You know, I love Jamie Vardy. I even liked. I even. I, I didn't even mind when he. Uh, it was amazing that I wasn't. When he of, uh, accosted the referee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's an emotional guy, Brandon. That's that's yeah. how he plays. Yeah, he he's got a bit of Luis Suarez about him, just like kind <laughs> of just like totally a sociopath. Yeah, uh, I, I like it less than you do. I I I would throw Graciano Pele out out there. He he's he's kind of a he's kind of a total doofus, but I love I love playing Graciano Pele. All right, let's cancel. We'll cancel out Pele on your side. party. Yeah, we'll, we'll cancel everybody on my side, and I think I think we can agree on Tim Gomes as our okay. third striker. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Now the midfield. Yeah, uh, I got a soft spot for Deli Alley. I have to say, I mean, I, I don't think they have to be bad at FPL for us to pick them. Okay, the way I view the midfield in this situation is this is my opportunity to play all of the holding midfielders <laughs> uh, who huh. who even though they're great, never score any points like the Contes of the world. Like, I definitely want to bring Conte in. What about Mark Albrighton? I've, I've enjoyed watching the big-eared Mark Albrighton all year. <laughs> big-eared Mark Albrighton? <laughs> hey, he was on BK Broilers earlier this season. Um, he, he escaped that Aston Villa uh, descent into madness. What about James, yeah. James, James Ward-Prowse, a blast from the past? Oh, absolutely. Great dead ball specialist. <laughs> uh, he'd be a good one. Uh, Joe Allen. Joe Allen for Liverpool. Oh, Joe Allen, the Welsh Zabi. Okay, <laughs> okay. So let's go. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go with those four. Okay. So Joe Allen, we, Conte, Deli Ali, and, and Mark uh, Albright. Mark <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. All right, and then that brings us to the defense. Now you were, were you going to no, say Jeff Jack, Jack Court got to, Jack Court got totally <laughs> screwed there. Sorry, Cork. Jack, if you're listening. He's on the bench. All right, Corky, chill out. All right. What about defenders? You want you want uh, Jeff Cameron in there? Is that who you're going to say earlier? Yeah, I don't know why I went Jeff Cameron. I, it's just it's just astounding to me that Jeff Cameron is still playing in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> but there he is doing his how, thing. How about Jonas? You know, as a as a, I don't even think he's in the Premier League anymore. But let's just bring Jonas, Jonas Gutierrez as a as a tribute. I mean, I think he was guy, classified as a midfielder uh, when he was actually playing. But but I'll, I, here's what we're making an exception. And we'll make him a defender just to. It, this is sort of a, the Jonas Gutierrez testimonial team. Jo- Jonas is a defender, is he not? Jonas, jo- sure. Jonas Gutierrez is a defender. I'm pretty sure he's classified as a midfielder. You, you're I welcome d- to I, look it up if you want. Yeah, I'm, I'm tempted to. Uh, 
All right. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay. So let's, let's, Joan is, a, is, a, is an honorary defender for the sake of this. It doesn't matter, he says. <laughs> with, I love with, it. with Jeff Cameron. We've got one more defender to come to finish our 11. Uh, he is the greatest uh, fantasy author of our time, the greatest <laughs> scorer of defensive goals. Um, mm-hmm. the cre- wait, let, me, wait, let me guess who you're talking about. Sebastian Prattle. Oh, I, I thought you were going to go Basong there for a moment. Uh, no, the the beloved George R. Russell Martin from the mm-hmm. Norwich Canaries. Uh, welcome to the Jonas Gutierrez Testimonial Squad, my good friend. Let's let's just list uh, a few players who didn't make the team. And right now, I'm looking at all of the uh, the pl- the defenders that have zero points or negative one points on this season. Well, uh, that's like not making it to the round of final Jeopardy because you hit negative dollars. Marcin Wasilewski, the the Leicester defender who actually played a fair amount last season, uh, has made his way into two matches this year. Uh, one of those two matches is the uh, Arsenal match uh, where they conceded two goals after uh, Danny Simpson was sent off. So he picked up a negative one in that match. How is a guy named Wasilewski not from New Jersey? <laughs> and uh, he also played a match away to Everton where they conceded two goals and he had a yellow card. So he picked up zero points. So on the season, if you had Wasilewski, you'd be at net negative one after 34 weeks. <laughs> what a also, wild ride that yeah, would be. There's, there's Wiggins on Bournemouth, Mason on Aston Villa, uh, Toner on Aston Villa. Toner. I think that's just a machine. That's not even a player. <laughs> yeah, he's a cartridge. <laughs> he's a cartridge with arms and legs. Walker Peters. Why? Why is it all of these? All of these teams at the at the. I don't know. If this must be a British thing. All of these teams, like, like whenever they're like they're playing a lot of the young guys. There's always a couple guys that have multiple last names. It's always yeah. a Walker. So there's always a Man United have like six of these players. <laughs> And so Walker <laughs> Peters on Tottenham has, has picked up no no minutes yet this, this season. Oh, he's collecting a paycheck, though, and he's loving every minute of it. That's right. Uh, all right, Brandon. Well, that's I think that's the end of this podcast. It's been kind of a weird one. You know, it's a strange week. We still have a lot lot to come. Um, and, uh, you know, so we'll, we'll recap after Game Week 35. We'll talk about the end of Game Week 34. And, uh, and uh, yeah, we're coming up on it. The only four weeks left in the season. It's oh crazy. my god! Just just make it stop. It's it's I total know. madness this season. I'm a little I'm a little worn out at this point. I think uh, <laughs> I'm ready for the summer. But uh, yeah, good luck going into game week 35. Don't be afraid to burn a few points. I think we all need to need to do that. Hey, before we leave, I just want to say I have I wrote an article for our good yes. friends at EphesMag.com. Ephes is this cool sports website sponsored by the LA Review of Books, and our friends Justin and Alex run it. And uh, they asked me to write a little something about the Premier League. Yeah. It's less about fantasy and more just about being a fan, watching the yeah. games. And I liked it. I, I read it this morning. I, I, oh. went, I meant to say congratulations. Yeah, nice Cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I can probably quit my job now. They, they paid me so much money to write it. <laughs> but uh, Ephus Mag is a really cool site, ephusmag.com. You should go check it out. Uh, what else should people do online while they're thinking about always cheating, Josh? Uh, they should find us on Twitter. We're at Hail Cheaters. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Uh, there's an Always Cheating Facebook group. Uh, you can email us. Our Gmail address is hailcheaters at gmail.com. Uh, this has been the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League podcast. Uh, for Brandon, no, I'm just kidding. I wanted to sign up like a radio host. <laughs> that, uh, that, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, and uh, hail Poku, Brandon. Hail Cheaters, Poku forever. All right, cheers.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.